Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. A note of warning. This podcast explores graphic and disturbing stories and includes strong language. It therefore may not be suitable for our young listeners or other folks who may find it disturbing. All right, so welcome to True Crime Daily, the podcast. And we're talking with our guest this week, Scott Michaels. Scott Michaels from the Daily Departed Tours and Museum in Los Angeles, specializing in celebrity deaths and Hollywood crime. And... Um, Scott, we went through on the uh, on the main podcast uh, how you got started and what you do, but you've got a lot of uh, artifacts in the in your museum, and you brought one in today, and it's actually a a, a case that we we covered on the website. And you know, a lot of times when I see uh, stuff, you know, artifacts of killers and things, you know, there's that ghoulishness of it, uh, and I always want to put the victims first, but. Seeing something as kind of benign as this is, is interesting because you can get kind of into the head of the person a little bit. And what you brought in is you brought Michael Gargiulo's um, uh, applica- rental application. And Gargiulo is known as the Hollywood Ripper. And he was the one most, you know, he's been in the news because he was, um, uh, he had murdered a woman who uh, had been seeing Ashton Kutcher and that Ashton Kutcher had to testify at his trial. And what stands out to you? Well, first of all, how'd you get it? Well, um, the former owner of the building uh, was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Is this, the, this is the place in Hollywood where she was. Oh, no, this is his place. She was murdered in a like block a, away. Yeah, basically yeah, in, yeah. The, in behind downtown, the church. Her, downtown uh, not too far from what, by the Magic Castle over there. Right. right. Yeah, behind the, the church, the Methodist church. Right, right. And, uh, and yeah, the reason we're talking about this is because of the Ashton Kutcher connection, because she was last uh, heard from 30 minutes before Ashton Kutcher got there. Mm-hmm. During that 30-minute period of time, she was stabbed 47 times, six-inch deep wounds. I mean, it's, it's horrific. Right. No, this guy was and a this he, guy was a monster. He I was mean, probably yeah. there the when Ashton Kutcher was there, which is which is the okay yeah. moment. You know, that's yeah. that's why we're here, really yeah. talking about it. But that is just unusual. Yeah, uh, you know, unusual. The, the, you know, he listed his um his occupation as a pro boxing, still current. Employer was Hollywood Jim. He said he made 640 or $740 every 2 weeks. Which I can't see how he would have how they would have approved that though with with Well, the year is 90. It was it uh the the year on this thing for the date of the uh, application. Where is the date? Of oh, the is it in the 90s? Oh, because the whole be down thing here, ninety-seven. Because yeah. the whole thing happened, right? This is wasn't too long after that, I, right? I and I, at that time, I, I remember having all this Felix apartment that was like 
eight hundred bucks yeah. for a one bedroom. Sure. So it yeah. was, and that's sort of like a plus a that, studio. I want SRO kind of a place. Plus, that, you're talking about a, a, a space over there, which still is a there, there's nooks and crannies that are a little bit run down. And this is also right before Hollywood kind of exploded with uh, Hollywood Highland and uh, sort Hollywood, of the gentrification yeah. stuff. Yeah. It was Hollywood just getting Highland started. Was not built yet. It was just right. getting started. Yeah. I think ninety nine when I when I first came yeah. out here it was yeah. two thousand. It was so. still pretty. It's so that particular rough. those yeah. particular blocks when I first moved out here it was pretty sketchy like mm-hmm. you know definitely some of those uh, those corners those those alleyways and things like that so it doesn't that makes sense to me that it would be on yeah. the cheap that was kind of the, among the cheaper places that you could live in the uh, in the Hollywood area so that sort of checks out yeah but not her I mean a block away she was in the nice craft, craftsman house mm-hmm. with roommates uh-huh. uh, you know just just uh, that, really, that's that little neighborhood you know yeah. just a couple of blocks away beautiful he, he, yeah. li- he lists the reason for moving as need my own place his creditor's name was paid rent at my sister Michelle so he was living with his sister I, I, I would imagine that's what he's trying to say there and um, you know, one of the things that that you that you noticed there um, in section eight was the will you have any musical instruments? <laughs> and he says yes. And then they say, if so, describe. And he says, drums won't play them. The worst instrument you could probably. As a drummer, yes. In the studio apartment. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I guess trumpets or something like that would be pretty bad too, but a drum. But at least he stipulates, you know. uh, Well, I guess so. I'm going to play it. Just in case, you know, he might have, he might have, uh, had it, and I guess the the it was going to be four hundred sixty five dollars a month. I guess so that would I guess the rent would have been okay. That would have been um, a quarter, and uh, he you know just seeing something as kind of like benign and everyday as this, and you wonder if he doesn't get this apartment, you know, that's a good point. Would he not have been near the victim, and would he not have seen the victim because he was a, he was else. a stalker, right? Yeah, and. Um, yeah, I had interviewed her roommate who discovered uh, her, and uh, she told me, you know, he was a refrigerator air conditioning repair guy. Uh, there was a time when Ashley was out in front of her home, and her car tire was mysteriously flat, and this guy swoops in and, mm-hmm. and repairs it. Then she That's invites crazy. him in, and then, you know, a little bit later on in the day, her uh, the air conditioner goes out, and, yeah. oh, well, here's this guy. He got his car. Yeah, and it's, it's hard. The very well. We actually, uh, on on my other pod, on the first degree of my other podcast, we just interviewed Carolyn Mernick, who wrote the book, The Hot One. And she was a friend of hers growing up. Uh-huh. And they grew up together um, of the victim. And uh, they kind of went, you know, went apart, went their separate ways. And then she started investigating the case uh, after she, she died. And yeah, that's exactly what happened. Um, and it very well is likely that this guy may have broken into her apartment and messed with her, mm-hmm. you know, uh, mm-hmm. HVAC. And then, you know, all of us, what are the odds of that, that she, she just meets this random HVAC guy? And then I think it was that day or the next day mm-hmm. she, um, you know, the HVAC goes, goes kabooey, you know, this is what Targeting. this guy was doing. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was, this guy was methodical and, uh, he, and he had done it before just like that. So, um, and the last one, it was almost like it was almost like Cinderella at the ball. You know, he he uh, the woman woke up with her, him on top of her, you know, stabbing her and she fought him off and he left like a bloody nurse's booty behind <laughs> when they, they followed the trail. It was uh-huh. it was bizarre. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, uh, a that's such a case. stupid mistake. But uh, 
but you know, there you go. No, we need we need we need all of our our criminals to make those stupid mistakes. So, yeah. So this is yeah. This is um, and you've got a lot of things that are that are sort of like this. Um, what are some of the things that you've got? The what I like about about this is it, it puts a human aspect on it. Even though yeah. you know we are very victim oriented, mm-hmm. as, as like you said, you you try to be or you are, and and so are we. So you know when we the Manson thing is a very big thing for me. You know, but we have. A lot of Sharon Tate's personal items, because that to me, you could see her as a human being. Yeah, right. It gives her, it gives you perspective, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But we have a lot of Hollywood stuff too. We have like we have Mae West's false teeth, which is mm-hmm. people go, oh, of course, that's where they are. Uh, but probably the biggest thing we have is the Jane Mansfield crash car. The, right, the '66 Buick is uh, is in Hollywood, and uh, with the roof sheared off of it, and uh, where, in which three people died in 1967. So uh, it's again, it's a human thing too. Yeah. Because you, everyone's heard about it, everyone you know seen the the black and white. I was obsessed with it when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and now you're standing right in front of it, and it's like, wow, this is this it's like is the real. like the Bonnie and Clyde car or something like that. You exactly, like, this is I could fit in this. This is these bodies were these human people were sitting here yeah. when this when this stuff had yeah and it definitely legends. It. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's to me that's that's magical in a sense you know, because you can it's a, it's puts a human spin on it yeah. and and like we have a piece of the floor that Bobby Kennedy landed on when he was killed mm-hmm. and we have uh, we have uh, pieces of the Ambassador Hotel we have pieces from lots which of is which is more than L A can say because L A knocked it down the exist, Ambassador so, Hotel yeah there's a little yeah. bit of a re- uh, rescue mission here as well yeah because um, you know with with the Ambassador Hotel which was where uh, Robert Kennedy was shot. Uh, they, yeah, they need, listen, it was a rundown hotel. Nobody was using it. They needed the space for a, for a high school. They desperately needed it, but, and it was a, it was on a huge piece of property, mm-hmm. but, uh, they said, we're going to keep the pantry. Remember they had said mm-hmm. that we're going to keep the pantry. And then they just knocked everything. Down. As I understand it, the pantry still exists oh, really? in storage they, somewhere. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they, oh, okay. They shipped yeah. it away, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, there's a uh, a larger t- tale to be told because he was he was shot in the pantry. By the way, that's why they would keep it there. The, about Los Angeles's historical stuff. I mean, and on the one hand, Los Angeles has a historical society and you know cultivates certain aspects of its history and and whatever else. But uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff, and you know this probably better than just about anybody as far as with the tours. There's a lot of places you can't go anymore because uh, they don't exist, or you want to go to like a. It was not a crime, but like a, the Bukowski's house or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you never know what's what's going to be historically preserved and what isn't. Did you go to the Jack town. Webb uh, auction? No, I missed that. Uh, Dude, I was so bummed. I go to a lot of those, uh-huh. but I missed that. I, uh, I had a friend go, and I was because I'm a huge Jack Webb fan. Yeah, and in in fact, there is um, uh, uh, across from to bring it back to the uh, Ambassador Hotel across from there is the HMS Bounty which is one of my favorite bars in Los Angeles and it has a like one of the booths has a, apparently Sirhan Sirhan had his last drink there before he, he shot RFK but he, it has a plaque that says Jack Webb like that was his favorite booth there mm. and uh, I got a, a crystal um, a gavel which I thought was kind of cool, um, and uh, and a plate that said that had his initials on it. So I want a book of Aristotle too that he that he had owned. So I'll take you know what I'm gonna have to read <laughs> that. But you know, since it's the um, the the spooky season, some some one of the things you have here, which is really interesting, is the certificate of death from the city and county of San Francisco for Anton Levey. And uh, Anton Levey is somebody that is if you uh, if you have ever studied the occult. If you're a Led Zeppelin fan, you know, um, wh- wh- how would you describe him? 
He was a showman, most yeah. definitely. He was a show-off and uh, you know, self-exploitative. Uh, it's surprisingly intelligent. And you know, the Church of Satan business is is fascinating to me because as a born a Catholic, uh, you know, that immediately I have a, an, aver, an aversion to that Ouija boards and all that sort of business, like a knee-jerk type of right, yeah. exactly, yeah, hot stove type of thing. And and you know, the Church of Satan really had very little to do with Satan, but he used he used that. As sort of the uh, the scaring point for people because sure. they like to have that sinister image, mm-hmm. and he always took credit for things he didn't do. Uh, you know, he, if something well, for instance, the Jane Mansfield car crash. You know, mm-hmm. he says he put a curse on Sam Brody, who was Jane's uh, boyfriend, uh, who was in the car with her when she and he was killed as well. And uh, the story was that he was making clipping something out of the newspaper the day before, and she turned around and turned the paper around. It was. Uh, was Sam Brody's head chopped off or something. He clipped the head off of it. You know, he was always, he said he was the uh, advisor on Rosemary's Baby. And uh-huh. He just and was he really was self-promotion yeah. there. But, uh-huh. uh, yeah. but so he was also in, he was an author, right? He, he sold some books. So uh-huh. basically yeah. he's in the business of, he's kind of self-promoting, but he's making his money. Uh, didn't he also have a museum of some sort? He, not that I know him, no, but he did, his home, his home in San Francisco was sort of a, uh, repository you know, of, uh, of, of occult items. Didn't yeah. Grateful Dead live near there? Or? Probably. Yeah. Janice, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. Kenneth Anger was another regular. Sure. At his, at his, he's a member. Forrest Ackerman, surprisingly, was involved. I don't think he was necessarily a member, mm-hmm. but uh, Forrest Ackerman was. And then there's the story about uh, L. Ron Hubbard and Forrest Ackerman being together when that famous quote came up about starting a religion. I was just going to say, because that's uh, this is almost the same sort of template, uh, you know, you're... you're but he lowballed that. Go broke. You want to make yeah. a million dollars yeah. out of religion. But although a lot more than that. At yeah. that point in time, there was it was only two dollars to join the Church of Satan, and uh, and he boasted ten thousand members. I think they they actually had about four hundred at that point. Now, oh really? Yeah, yeah. With the internet, things are you know very different. But uh, they, you know he wasn't making a whole lot of money. He said his his the black house, uh, the black church in San Francisco. He claimed it was an old brothel. It was it's actually his parents' home. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great great story. Mythology. Of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, most most by him, and uh, and you know he said he grew up at the circus, and he was an, he was a cage boy for animal trainers, and it was just nuts. I remember some of this mythology too. You know, in the eighties when we were sort of going through that mid eighties satanic panic kind of thing, and like I had a lot of friends that were into metal and and things like that, and they some of these guys really just thought this guy was the coolest guy mm. because of this cultivated image. He was a you know he was bald, he had a jet black uh, goatee. You know, he dressed all in black. He definitely got the shock value for a certain middle American mm. uh, teenage adolescent who was falling for this. But I was young at the time. I'm not sure how the rest of the country or how the rest of pop culture was taking this guy. If it was sort of like, oh, my God, this really is an evil guy or is this a guy kind of, you know, kind of a huckster? Yeah, I mean, he, he managed to uh, to enmesh himself in a lot of Hollywood. As I say, Sammy Davis Jr. was uh, a friend. No kidding. And to, you know, but Anton would say he was a worshiper, and, mm-hmm. and Jane Mansfield was another one. And there's this horror, unfortunate, horrible pictures of Jane sipping from a chalice held by uh, by Anton Lavey, and she was she was just as bad as he was as far as you know, do anything for an inch of column space. Sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and he was always there with the photographs, and he claimed he had an affair with Marilyn. And, uh, it's, just, it's so sad, but uh, but he was a showman, and you know the Church of Satan is is fascinating, and it, it's really about indulgence. This is the thing; it's it's more about hedonism than yeah. it is yeah. supposedly yep. about evil, and yeah. and you know personal 
freedom, which is which is why it really exactly, which is why there's actually a great episode of um, uh, that podcast, Disgraceland. I don't know if you ever heard that's mm-hmm. really good. And it uh, they, they it was on uh, Led Zeppelin, and he gets into this whole thing with Jimmy Page and and um, and Anton Lavey, and uh, he really explains it like that, which is really that's what it was. It was more yeah. about sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Was more along the lines of hey, we're we're worshiping Satan. In indeed, even in uh, in the last couple of years, this this thing with the statue of Baphomet that uh, mm. somebody was trying to, I think it was Oklahoma, they were trying to get uh, the statue of basically the, the goat god, uh, the, the the evil goat god or whatever it is, um, onto some uh, state capital ground. And not so much about the, it's not so much, their point was it wasn't about worshiping evil, it was about the intentional expression of free speech and the individuality and the, and, uh, pushing uh, of buttons. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Personal freedom so, and individualism. I mean, it, it so goes it's still along next it, to the nativity scene. It's yeah. still, yeah. it's still with us. Uh, some yeah. of these same topics. So how did he die? Yeah. How did he die? So it's, it looks like cardiac arrest. Yeah. Just a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, was um, it? it was, it was, you know, because he was a complicated guy, obviously, and he had two daughters, and one of the daughters uh, completely turned her back on the whole thing. She married a guy named Nicholas Schreck, and they live in uh, they live in Berlin, and they're both artists and uh, et cetera. And uh, Carla Levey, who was the daughter who became the high priestess herself, as sort of the uh, uh, took over the helm of the Church of Satan. It's all very punk rock, isn't it? I mean, it's just about being rebellious sure. and pushing the right buttons. Yeah. But but. She, when he died, he died on October 29th of, uh, oh, of uh, 1997. Now, what was kind of funny is that Carla LeVay falsely submitted the wrong uh, the wrong date on his for his death certificate. So, because you know, Halloween is like uh, the high holiday yeah. of uh, of the Church of Satan. So she wanted that to be on his death certificate. And the irony, so more drama. <laughs> so the more, date of death says 1031, 1997. Uh-huh. The yeah. irony, though, that he only that he he didn't he make came it close to enough. The though I mean, you know, I feel like he should get good points. He's for in the spirit. Making, making, I mean, he's still within the Halloween spirit. I think it's hilarious. You know. He didn't quite do it. Yeah. How, how old it. was he? Sixty-seven. Looks okay, like. so that's a respectable age yeah. for a heart attack. If you're going to have one. Um, yep. Yeah, well. I mean, he had lions and all sorts of. Yeah, he was. A, but you know, it's funny because the Church of Satan has a website, and they have a whole uh, page devoted to the mythology of Anton Lavey. And mm-hmm. you know, here's what they say he was, and here's what he really was. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and uh, he was, you know, not the most terrific guy in the world. No, but in the American tradition of tireless self promoters and mm-hmm. you know people who will grab whatever, no such thing as bad press, and not just make it work, but to make it work well for them. I mean, we're still talking about this guy. Uh, yeah, I mean. If you, I I was looking later. up the tenets. It says, "Do not give opinions or advice unless you're asked." You know, that's that's that's, that's quite just nice. A golden rule type you know, stuff. when you're in Absolutely. someone else's home, show them respect, or else don't go there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, same with the if your guest if a guest in your house annoys you, treat him cruelly and without mercy. I mm-hmm. love that. So, um, but it was all about don't like be stupid, too. don't harm kids, uh, don't complain about anything you need, uh, which you need uh, not subject yourself. And it's just it, these are hmm. just. Yeah. Living as a as a person with Absolutely. no real uh, guidepost or guidebook. Yeah. I don't think so you're telling me there is nothing in there about how to draw blood from small children into in a satanic ritual uh, or any no, goblet-related of related uh, things like that for the Church of Satan. There are plenty of photographs of him, you know, doing the uh, rituals on the altars. It's like there were never any real uh, mm-hmm. any stage. Real, yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Mm. 
Well, right. I feel like we're all a little bit more sophisticated these days. I'd like to think so anyway, that some of that stuff wouldn't, you know, we're taking, they were making use of the fact that uh, this was so exotic back then and, and had a, you haven't had a lot of exposure yeah. to stuff like that. Plus, you know, now you go on the internet, you find anything and half of it's real and mm-hmm. everything else. But it was kind of a precursor to a lot of different things. Yeah, like, and one of those things was guy. avoid pack mentality. But this is exactly what's going on with the internet. You know, they, if you'll find you'll find your people, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how big or small yeah, the group. Yeah, tribal people. Huh? Yeah. yeah, that's true. All right. Well, there's a little bit of Halloween for us. Indeed. Uh, so your museum in Hollywood. We've all, some of the other uh, things that you've got featured there. Oh, yeah, we have we have, uh, we have seven people uh, remains remains in our shop and no two kidding. dogs. Two of them, and one of them's uh, uh, <laughs> one of them is Pugsley from the Adams family, Ken no Weatherwax, kidding. and the other one is a little performer named Michu, who's thirty two inches tall. He was the, in the elf costume. Uh-huh. He was uh, in Pee Wee's uh, big uh, big top Pee Wee, uh-huh. and uh, and he was in a movie. Another one, uh, wax wax works, I think is what it was called. But his family asked if we would take him. Wow! Huh. So now he's on display. He was always into show business. Cool. So now he's he's in our lobby with blinking lights, and you know, all right. it's me too. There you go. A visit to this. Yeah. Take a little field trip here. Very good. All right. So where can people find you? Uh, we're well. The the business is located on the corner of Santa Monica Boulevard and uh, and Bronson Avenue, across from Hollywood Forever Cemetery. And online, we're dearlydepartedtours.com. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Scott.